We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. At the nuclear power facility in Takamura, Japan, the nuclear disaster started before noon on September the 30th, 1999. Hisachi, Auchi, and two other workers were instructed to mix a new batch of fuel by the, by the Japan Nuclear Fuel Conversion Company, or the JCO. Despite the egregious lack of safety precautions and the abundance of lethal shortcuts that were used, by mistake, the three men overfilled an incorrect tank with uranium by seven times the recommended quantity. Gamma rays would flood the space, with Auchi standing immediately over the vessel. Medical professionals were astounded when Hisachi arrived at the University of Tokyo Hospital after being subjected to the highest radiation dose ever recorded for a human. The 35-year-old nuclear plant technician's immune system was non-existent since he had nearly no white blood cells. As his skin melted, he would soon be crying blood. His family insisted on reviving him after he would frequently flatline from heart attacks. And only a final cardiac arrest, which would occur 83 long, agonizing days later, would allow him to escape. This is the story of Hisachi Auchi, the radioactive man who was kept alive for 83 days. Hello, our fellow weirdos. It's Dom. And Amy. And welcome to episode 44 of Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre. Um, also, before before we get going, I just want to say, reunited and it feels so good. Sorry, I have to get that. Woo! And that is the only time anyone will ever hear me sing on this podcast because I can't sing. So enjoy that because it was probably horrible. <laughs> I mean, um, it was fine. But it was, it was are... okay. I've heard worse. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was passable. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are very glad that you are here with us today. And we also want to remind you, yes, you, dear listener, that you are a beautiful person doing amazing things. And 2023 will be your year. We know it. And you're just, you're just going to kick its ass. You're going to kick its booty. Amy, my dear. One, I've missed recording with you greatly, so I'm so, so happy that you are here. And two, how the bloody hell are you? Hello, hello. I'm so sorry that I've been so ridiculously rubbish at being here, but I am back and I'm excited to be back and recording with you again. It's good. It's going to feel good to talk about something morbid and macabre and horrible and not have my family judge me for it. So I can't wait. Um, I am feeling very good. I'm very excited. It's a good day. I'm revved and ready for 2023 and everything that it brings for Horror House. I'm very excited. So, yeah, I mean, this is about as positive as I get, to be honest. So, good. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Good. I am very, very glad. Uh, We're going to make sure that 2023 is the year for the podcast. So yeah, I'm very, very excited 
very happy to be recording again with the dynamic duo that we are the podcast hosts with the most so if you haven't looked at uh the merch store please do it is back online um there is a whole host of new stuff on there and it's a great way to support our morbid little show while having you know some pretty bomb ass merch a new hoodie a new t-shirt maybe a new sweatshirt maybe a new mug maybe some new stickers and much 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 more um plus if we say so ourselves the stuff on there is pretty damn cool the idle hands hoodie has already got some you know some looks already i've already had some messages just being like no that's pretty dope so get on the merch store and until the end of january there is 30 percent off the merch store with a special code which i will put into the show notes of this episode I'll get you 30% off, not just an item. That will get you 30% off your entire basket. Your entire Shut basket, Shut the front Amy. door. <laughs> 30% off. Think of Shut what you could do with door. that extra money. <laughs> Fucking mental, mate. Right. Crazy. Do your whole wardrobe. Fucking... <laughs> Please do. An entire wardrobe of Horror House stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we, we don't do joggers or like trousers. So you'd probably be naked from the waist down the majority of the time. But I'm okay with it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let it's your good. genitalia right, roam free. If you free. want to be naked from the waist, <laughs> hashtag free the... Pain. <laughs> but no, um, I think I think it's perfectly acceptable to, to be naked from the waist down. Maybe to promote the waist down nakedness or the lack of clothing from the waist down. Maybe instead of doing joggers, we should do like Cora House underwear. Nice. Yeah, I'd wear that. Or hot pants. We could do hot pants. Horror house hot pants. I reckon horror house a horror house thong needs to happen. Who wouldn't want us on their crutch, let's be honest. That's that's true. That is, you know, that's a statement. We can collab because Leo and Steven at Spores of Horror, um, I'm pretty sure a Spores of Horror thong is in the is in the works. So let's collab. <laughs> Steven Leo, Beautiful. let's get some thongs on the go. Let's do it. Let's get all four <laughs> of us on your crotch. All four, oh God, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of into the idea, is... so let's make it happen. Yes, Leo and Stephen, if you're listening, please get in touch. Um, or maybe when you come back on the show, which hopefully will be soon, we can discuss it. Four, four uh, just four faces on, how would that even work? No, like, I think you guys, you three can be on the front and I'll just be like near where the right. tramp stamp would be, just above the butt crack where i want to be i'm not gonna lie i thought you were gonna be like you three have to be on the front of the thong and then i'll be on the string between the arse cheeks i don't know why i thought that was the direction yeah i want to be on the gooch <laughs> on the perineum <laughs> oh yeah so oh sorry mr technical oh, can't possibly call it a gooch no nah, i'm joking <laughs> i'm sorry oh, i've been dear. back for like no, five minutes and i've that. already said gooch twice three times now so i apologize uh, three times i'll wind it in <laughs> I don't think I've ever said gooch. Uh, perineum. I always say gooch. I never say perineum. I don't think I've ever referred to it as that in my life. Anyway, we, we started talking. I don't know where that went. I'm not going to lie. What in somewhere like, dark? Let's talk about hoodies and, <laughs> and shit. And then we just went on to thongs and collabs. And we covered a whole heap of stuff. Um, also, and gooches. And gooches, exactly. <laughs> in addition to the 30% off, everything is always free shipping. No matter where you live, it's always free shipping. So you're not going to get stung like I did when I got my new shoes, which arrived today from Etnies. 
only charge me fucking £10 shipping. So you're not going to get stung on shipping. It's always going to be free. What the fuck? I don't even pay that for actual shoes. (laughs) Right. It's like, God damn. Thank God for that 20% 20 discount code they gave me. Not because I'm really important, just because I signed up to their newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, hashtag. I should have been like, you know who I am. (laughs) So in addition to the merch store, there is also another way to support the show. Um, Speaking of, Amy, I think we need a coffee. But there's a problem with this. I have no coffee. But I'm pretty sure there's a way that we can get some coffee. Would you like to tell the people how we can get some coffee? I'll happily tell the people how they can get us coffee. I never, ever talk about it. I never mention it. I'm always so quiet and so low-key about the buy me a coffee link. (laughs) But in case, you know, I've been too subtle, there is a buy me a coffee link for the Horror House podcast. Really nice way to support us because we do essentially only run on caffeine at this point. Click the link, buy us. One coffee, two coffee, three coffees, as many coffees as you are happy to provide us with. Um, because the more coffees I drink, the more hyper this podcast gets, and the more I talk about Gooches. And who does them? So buy us a coffee, click the link. And if you can't do that, just send us a nice comment. Tell, tell us how much you love talking about Gooches with us, because we love to hear it. And we love to hear your comments, and we love to hear your ideas. They don't have to be about Gooches, they can be about thing whatever you want um within reason mainly horror but you know horror gooch there must be something there must be a case out there where someone's died from trauma to the gooch let's talk about if you know it suggest it i've gone off on a tangent you should buy us a coffee thank you very much i'm gonna stop (laughs) i mean that was far more entertaining than the past Two, two episodes where I had to do the buy me a coffee link and I was just like nah this is Amy's baby <laughs> it's really simple you click the link you buy us a coffee we get the coffee well we get the money but then we use it to buy coffee it's great you should do it I just don't know how else to say it really I mean I mean that, that was a pretty good uh, that was a pretty good attempt I'm not gonna that lie that was a good summary I right? love how yeah. like it just turned into just we, we've gone back to the gooch again <laughs> already this is gooch heavy (laughs) it's a sensitive area both metaphorically and physically (laughs) so we should talk about it more i was thinking as well when you were like you know message us about the gooch i was like you probably have enough people messaging you about their gooches and other things you probably don't need to encourage more people to do it (laughs) you know what weirdly enough in the absolute cesspit that is my dms i don't actually get that many messages about gooches but you know, maybe now. Oh, fair. Maybe now I can get. <laughs> not that I'm after them. I don't. I'm not an expert. I'm not a gooch expert. I don't think that exists. But you know, whatever. Again, this is a tangent. What a, what a Let's job move t- on. What a job title. Go to career day with your with your parents. What does your dad do? He's a he is a gooch doctor, a gooch professional. Gooch doctor. He's a gooch consultant. <laughs> He's a gooch consultant. <laughs> So, with the housekeeping done, I say that's housekeeping, that was a little bit of housekeeping and then just loads of gooch and underwear talk. Um, Let's get the poll rolling on episode 44. And I'll be honest, it's not a happy tale. I did kind of pick this because I was like, I want Amy's first episode back to be like as, as not the most macabre, but still pretty macabre. 
<laughs> Amy's welcome. I'm going to welcome Amy back with pure trauma. Right. Great. Thanks. Right. Pure trauma. Thanks, um, Dom. Love you too. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't welcome you back with an episode that's pure trauma, it just shows that I don't love you that much. And I mean, you know, it just shows that I really do. I really do have a lot of love that I've I, I really do want you to suffer. Right. <laughs> that being said, Amy, one, do you have your radiation protection garments and equipment at the ready? And two, are you ready to get the ball rolling? Um, I wasn't aware that I needed radiation protection. So no. Um, but also, yes, I'm very ready. Fall out me. <laughs> I'm good to go. So just, just a little note before I head long into the episode. Japanese is not my mother tongue, as you might have guessed. So for anyone that's listening in Japan, I apologize for the pronunciations that you are going to hear throughout this episode. And not even just the Japanese pronunciations. There's a lot of big words <laughs> that I know I'm not going to be able to say. <laughs> we normally so, do like again, proper trigger warnings before an episode. You're just like, I'm sorry, Japan. I'm sorry that I'm going to fuck this up. I'm sorry for the country of Japan. Please do not stop listening to our show. <laughs> um, so, Hisachi Aochi, who was born in Japan in 1965, would start his career in the nuclear energy field at a crucial juncture for his nation. Just four years before, before his birth, Japan had turned to nuclear power production due to its limited natural resources and expensive reliance on imported energy. The nation's first commercial nuclear power plant was established as a result of this. Due to the large amount of available land and the power plant site in Takamura, and because the power plant site in Takamura was excellent, um, it resulted in a large campus of nuclear reactors, research buildings, fuel enrichment plants, and disposable, disposal facilities. In the end, the fast-expanding nuclear industry in the Ibaraki Prefecture, northeast of Tokyo, would be responsible for supporting one third of the entire city's population. That was probably wrong. Sorry, let's move on. Probably best. <laughs> the events of September 1999 wasn't the first time an accident at the very nuclear power plant, which we will be discussing, would occur. On March the 11th, 1997, a power reactor explosion devastated Takamura and the locals as the locals watched in horror. Before a government cover-up was started to disguise negligence, dozens of people were radioactively irradiated. Uh, but only two short years later, the significance of that incident would be very, very much overshadowed. For use in nuclear energy, the plant transformed uranium hexafluoride how could I say that with no trouble? But irradiated was nigh on impossible. Um, also, I've actually got a question. Uranium. What you said was radioactively irradiated. How are you non-radioactively <laughs> irradiated? I think I might have just added a word when I didn't need to add a word. I'm not going to lie. I think you probably did. And you do make it just... harder for yourself. I do. <laughs> and I'm here to call you out, Dom. That's radiation. the only reason that I'm here. <laughs> This is a disaster. Why, why is this episode so bad already? Oh, my Lord. I it's think an actual disaster. It's a radioactive this, disaster. <laughs> God, your episode is going to be so much better than this one. So for use in <laughs> nuclear energy, 
the plant transformed uranium hexafluoride into uh, enriched uranium. Usually, this was accomplished via a methodical multi-step process that involved combining a number of components in a precise order. But uh, in an effort to speed up the procedure, officials will start testing in 1999 to determine if some of those stages could be skipped. However, um, it had resulted in them missing a deadline for producing fuel on September the 28th. Not ideal. Don't take shortcuts. <laughs> it's nuclear fucking fuel. Don't skip steps. <laughs> I'm a huge fan doing? of taking shortcuts. I'm a huge fan of skipping steps. Anything that I can do to save time and get me to Netflix and pizza faster, I am all for. But when it comes to fucking uranium, I think I'll take the extra steps. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are you trying to skip steps? Like, Jesus Christ, honestly, these people saw Chernobyl and were like, we can do this, but worse. It's a cautionary tale I'm not going to listen to. Thanks. <laughs> so, on September the 30th at 10 a.m., Hisachi Auchi um, and Masoto Shinora and Yu Yutaka Yakakawa, their 54-year-old boss, would try a shortcut. So... Top tips with Dom and Amy. If you're working with anything nuclear, don't take shortcuts because in a bit, we're going to find out that bad shit generally happens. <laughs> if you need telling that taking shortcuts when working <laughs> with radioactive material isn't a good idea, then maybe just go back to bed. Just, just pop your head down. <laughs> Think about a new career. Yeah, yeah. This isn't for you. Yeah, 100%. So... When it came to the shortcuts, there was one pretty glaring issue, and that's that none of them knew what they were doing. Yeah, that's, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty big issue. <laughs> it's a story of my fucking life. <laughs> it doesn't start well when the shortcut you want to take, none of you actually know how to do it. Yeah, this <laughs> is going well. Uh, they used their hands to pour 35 pounds of nitric acid into steel buckets instead of using mechanical pumps to combine 5.3 pounds of enriched uranium with, with it in a designated vessel. As a result, the uranium would hit critical mass at 10.35 a.m. and the room exploded with a blue light, signaling the occurrence of a nuclear chain reaction and the release of fatal radiation. And I think that's a good time for a quick commercial break. What about you, Amy? What do you think? <laughs> me, yeah, at the point where there's radioactive radiation. <laughs> Maybe take a quick break. I mean, the scene has been set. Now we're going to get into the juicy bit. Um, so we're going to see you in just a little moment. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Leo. I love horror movies. So do I. I don't love that I have nobody to talk about them with. It sucks. You see something great, you tell your friends to go see it, and they don't have the time because they have kids and a job. <sighs> they have a life. Boring. I know. Imagine if there was a podcast where you could make your buddy watch a horror movie and under threat of death they had to, and then you got to talk about it, crack jokes, things like that. That sounds wonderful. What if we did it? We could do it. Under threat of death. Yes, so much death, so much threat. I love it. We could call it Spoils of Horror. Great name. And guess what? What? We've been doing it for three months. What? It's crazy. 
We're on all major podcasting platforms. You can search Spoils of Horror on all social medias. Come check us out. Hang out with us. Have a good time. Join us. If you dare. Dun, dun, dun. In the 1970s, four women were found dead in their apartments in London, Ontario. At first, pathologists determined they died of natural causes. But when three more women turned up dead, the community discovered something far more sinister at play. Listen to Dark Adaptation Podcast to hear how a deranged killer scaled buildings to enter their victims' bedrooms. From the darkest corners of the most haunted places in the world to the lesser-known cases in true crime, we take you on a journey through the twisted and bizarre. And for larger cases, our resident astrologist delves into the charts and skies of major events and people for a true crime podcast with a cosmic twist. Tune in every Monday to Dark Adaptation wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We'll catch you on the dark side. So, back to the episode. Hisachi Auchi and his co-workers were transported to the National Institute of Radiological Sciences in Chiba as the plant was evacuated. They were all in close proximity to the fuel, thus they were all immediately exposed to the radiation, although to varying degrees. Uh, Radiation exposure of more than seven sieverts, I think that's how it's pronounced, sieverts, sieverts, I don't know. It's something, it's one of those. You're asking the wrong person. My only experience (laughs) of anything to do with radiation is from fallout and Essentially, the only way I'm going to know if I'm radiated is if I'm wearing a pit boy and it's telling me that my rads are too high. And I don't think that happens in real life. So I have no idea if this is bad or not. I mean, seven seems, if it's deadly, I'm going to assume that seven sieverts is, is quite a bit. However, it's more than six. It is, it is more than six. <laughs> it is more than six. I don't know why, but that's just reminded me of like, I can't remember when, but I remember in America, you used, you used to be able to get like a nuclear fuel toy, like a kid's toy where you could make like nuclear fuel and it came with like actual like radioactive materials in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Do you I not know? Like I've just walked into a fever dream. What oh the hell God. is happening? What do you um, mean you can just buy it? What, like, like a, in a McDonald's like Happy Meal? Radioactive set. No, no. Uh, it was, this was, this was in like the era where, you know, they thought asbestos was absolutely fine and didn't harm you at all. It was that kind of time. Right. So they just gave radioactive shit you used to, you, I, I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to Google it. And then after the episode, I'll, I will send you it or I'll look for it at some point. But yeah, you used to be able to get like a, it was like a science set um, and it had like uranium in it and everything. Like... In the name of science, kill your children. <laughs> Like, okay, good, good Christmas bread. That's something like the uncle that never saw that child would get him. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> radiation exposure of more than seven sieverts is regarded as deadly. The only member of the group to survive was the supervisor, um, Yuta, Yutaka, Yutaka Yokokawa, there we go, who had, who had been exposed to three. Masato Shinora, was exposed to 10, whereas Hisachi Auchi, was, who was immediately over the steel bucket, was exposed to 17. Not good news uh, oh. for poor Hisachi, um, as we're that going to find um, out. I suppose this is a trigger warning, um, or maybe just a, a heads up. 
this is going to get graphic. <laughs> this, this is this is going to get a bit grim because what happened yeah, to his gooch, Dom? Tell me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it probably fell off. <laughs> in all honesty, oh, what? There you go. Goodbye, fell off. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Just made bye bye. I know, right? It's not ideal for your gooch to fall off, is it? Let's be honest. You kind of, you kind of need that. I think. <laughs> yeah, you want the perineum, inium. You want, you want the per perineum. Um, you know, otherwise I don't know what is. <laughs> yes, at least you can't say something in this episode. Yeah, it's perineum. It's perineum. Per How do you say perineum? How do you? Say I said perineum, but I don't know if that's perineum. the American way of saying it. I said perineum. Okay, Pe people of podcast land, and um, listeners, that's what you're called. And um, listeners, please tell us how to pronounce perineum slash per. Perineum? I can't even say it the way you perineum. said it. <clears throat> That's the thing that when ladies That's have right. a baby, they have an episiotomy and it's cut, right? Ladies, if you've had an episiotomy, tell know. me how you say the thing that's cut. Is it perineum or is it perineum? I just, Either way, gooch. I, I just know it's the bit of skin between your arsehole and your bullsack if you're a man and your arsehole and your vagina if you're a woman. That's all I know. See, I don't think it's still called Gooch if it, you're a lady. Maybe it's called the Lady Gooch. The Lady Gooch. Or the Looch. You know how like. you have men's and women? You have men's and women's, like, aftershave. You now have men's and women's Gooches. <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I did not mean to bring it back to Gooch right. this heavily. Please continue. No, no, it's fine. What happened? It's, it's going to get graphic. Don't <laughs> no, forget about the, the trigger warning. It's going to get graphic. Yeah. It's going to get gross. It's, it's probably not going to be about Gooch's. I'll gross. just, you know, reiterate. I mean, I might stumble across something about his Gooch in my notes. I don't know. Um, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, um, the highest level of radiation exposure ever, ever experienced by a human being was by one Hisachi Auchi. He had been in excruciating pain and had, had been having trouble breathing. Um, by the time he got to hospital, he had already violently vomited and lost consciousness. Uh, Hisachi had radiation burns all over his body and his eyes were starting to bleed. The worst part, however, which, I mean, that's pretty bad. Um, but the worst part was that the man had almost no white blood cells, which means no immune system. Doctors evaluated the damage to his internal organs before putting him in a special ward to prevent um, infections. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? I've just started what? laughing. It's not because this is funny, because obviously it isn't. But I just found it funny that you were like, oh, the worst part was he had no white blood cells. This poor man is just laying there on a hospital bed like, oh, fuck, my, blood, my white blood cells. They hurt so much. Like he's he's not gonna be the worst part for him. <laughs> I mean, like, I suppose from like a pain standpoint, yes, having almost no white blood cells is not the worst part. But I only put it because it's like because he's got no no white blood cells or next to no white blood cells, he's got no immune system, which means that like yes, obviously he's covered in radiation burns and his eyes are bleeding. Yeah, but he's I only going to get like worse because problem, he's got no you know? immune system. <laughs> It's definitely something that you just pop I mean, a burner for later. Number one is, holy shit, I'm covered in burns and my eyes are bleeding. 
Number two, after you've dealt with that is, yeah. oh, and I've got no immune system. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I stand corrected. Um, the worst part was <laughs> not, it's not the worst part, um, but it's a bit of a problem that this man had no white blood cells and no immune system. <laughs> it's a bit of an issue. <laughs> that was the medical opinion. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, this, this is quite the issue. So, Hisachi, I know that you're kind of, you know, lying there in, in pain and, and you're, you're crying blood. But there's a, bit, there's a bit of a problem. There's a bit of a snag. Your immune system, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of gone. It's, it's kind of You've gone. You've got a vitamin D deficiency. You might want to get that looked into. <laughs> um, he was moved to the University of Tokyo Hospital three days um, after where cutting-edge stem cell treatments would be attempted. Um, countless skin grafts and blood transfusions were performed on Auchi during his first week in intensive care. Uh, his, Hisamori Hirai, I, I, yeah, um, a cell transplant expert, then proposed a cutting-edge strategy that had never been used on radiation sufferers before stem cell transplants. These would quickly revive Auchi's capacity to produce fresh blood. By using Auchi's sister's own stem cells, this method would be significantly quicker than bone marrow transplants. Rather unsettlingly, this technique seemed to work. That was until Auchi reverted back to his near-death state, which is not ideal. Not ideal. (laughs) Not ideal. Um, I I like to be far away from death. Yeah. (laughs) I, I probably do things that, like, sort of has death look up, you know, look up from his desk, maybe like, oh, what's Dom doing? That looks sketchy. Oh, no, it's fine. I do that a lot. I probably tempt death quite quite a bit, but I don't particularly want to be, like, staring the Grim Reaper in the face, to be perfect. I admire death's aesthetic. I, I like how death looks. <laughs> I-, I have a great respect for the Grim Reaper and his general look. However, he we are never going to be friends. When he comes to visit, it will be the only time he comes to visit. Speaking of the technique seeming to work and then Auchi going back to his his near-death state, I don't know how true this is, but um, I'm pretty sure on one of the episodes of Chernobyl, which is quite relevant, (laughs) it turns out. Um, Also, Chernobyl is a fucking fantastic show. If you haven't seen it and you can find it somewhere, please watch Chernobyl. Fucking love that show. It's amazing. Absolutely agree. But they do Not sponsored. That... Fucking watch it. It's, oh, it's... Oh, so, so good. I do remember that in one of the episodes, they said that like part of sort of radiation sickness is they start to get better or it looks so they're starting to get better and then they just go like, yeah, you know, right back to how it was before. Oh, it is horrific. It's, it's I mean, obviously it's difficult because we only see it in the sense that you know it's on tv and it's it's dramatized which is you know it's never going to be true to life but yeah generally you had like a few days where you started to feel better and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna pull through and then all of a sudden it sneaks on you and rams you in the ass the motherfucker yeah that was great um, sorry i didn't mean but it's if bad. i could <laughs> i mean of course like his radiation is gonna be graphic isn't it well but yeah it's if i if i could choose how to die Getting hit with 17 sieverts of radiation is probably not my first 
or second or third. Or it's probably not even my top five. Pinterest, how would you like to die? How would I like to die? Um, face sitting. Oh, so you want to die with, by, with a gooch in your face? Okay, that makes sense. Getting smothered by the booty is is probably my number one. Okay. I would. How would you go? I feel like this part is a hundred percent. If you had a, no, I'm keeping it in. That's fine. Death by us. That is my preferred option. (laughs) How How would would I like to die? How would you die? Or how would Um, you choose? I've always said this, and it probably goes against like everything that I I am and do. But I'd quite like to be burnt at the stake. Not in the sense that I want to, you know, be burnt alive because that would suck. But afterwards. Just think how many fucking papers you'd make. That shit would be on TikTok, on Twitter. It would be on all the social media platforms because you just don't see it anymore. So, yeah, I want to be better at the stake. Yeah, it's not like some weird kink that I have. It's just that I just think, A, it's very appropriate. And B, it has happened in what? I mean, I don't even know. It's probably happened quite recently if you actually look into it. I don't want to get more about it. But... In terms of like burning witches, it's not happened for a really long time. So yeah, stake me up, relight my fire. I, I I respect that. Although bringing us back to you know what we're <laughs> supposed to be talking about, radiation poisoning, not the one. <laughs> at the top of no one's list. Not the one. Yeah, that's that's not making any top fives or top tens uh, yeah. or top twenties. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, no, it is not like, it is on the floor. <laughs> Uh, the chromosomes of Hisachi Auchi were completely annihilated. Um, the inserted cells were eliminated by the intense radiation that was pulsing through his blood. Um, images of Auchi would further demonstrate that the ability of his DNA to self-reconstruct meant that the skin grafts would fail to hold. I need to show you a picture, actually. I don't know if this is real. I, I was just about to Google picture. it. But I can't spell his name because it's really hard. So just put in Hisachi. So H-I-F. Yeah. Uh, A-S-H-I. Oh, oh, it comes out really fast. It comes out really fast when you Google it. And then. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put in uh, Hisachi Auchi Photos Reddit. And it was the first one that came up. Oh, good. I feel like this is dear, dear. Right. I'm looking. I mean, considering the subreddit. Fuck me. That is ridiculous. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) Right. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if that's that's supposedly that cannot I don't know be how real. many days in that is, but that's supposedly him. That can't be real. That can't be real, Dom. It can't be. Oh my god. Um, oh fuck me. It looks like a bit of beef jerky. It That's not it beef jerky. If like oh I said, no, that can't like, be real. I know I keep saying it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm stuck. My my breath cord has broken. But no, that no, cannot it's... be real. Don't like, Google it. Or oh, for God's sake, the... listeners, please don't Google yeah, it. Yeah. Just if you never listen to anything I, I ever would... say ever again, do not Google this. As as bad as it sounds, I've got a really morbid sense of humor. And I will Google like really grim stuff. But I'm in agreement with Amy. Do not Google that. Just don't. Um, it's... Oh, it's and... just not. It's not good. I don't know if that's. I'm taking it with with a bit of salt. Because it's the internet, and I don't know how genuine that is. Supposedly, I'm going to describe it. Can I describe? In I'm going to describe it and see if that helps. Yeah, yeah, you crack Basically, on. Basically, it looks a little bit on. like if you go into a science classroom and there's one of those skeletons they use. You know the ones I mean, like the ones that hang up, and you can buy them on Amazon. Like just get them. Yeah. You know, 
it's like yeah, a yeah. skeleton but then you've wrapped it in bacon and, and covered it in like red food that's what the picture that i'm looking at looks like but way more horrific and in a hospital it's oh, i'm gonna yeah I, uh, yeah it's not good ouchy indeed not <laughs> i was waiting for some at some point we can't i was waiting I'm sorry, we cannot go the whole episode and not acknowledge <laughs> the fact that his second name was Ouchie. Like, that that can't happen. But if you do Google it, because we know that obviously you're going to, we've told you not to, so obviously you're going to Google it. So when you Google Hisachi Ouchie, whatever, photos, Reddit, just bear in mind that his second name is Ouchie and he lives up to it. Yes, it's very much um, an apt second name. That is for sure. This entire episode, I've been I've been waiting to get to a bullet point where I'm like, Amy's gonna Amy's gonna make a pun at some point. And I don't know which bullet point it's gonna be, but Amy's gonna make a pun. Oh, I'm so predictable. <laughs> I'm so predictable. <laughs> it would be only seven days into his hospital say hospital stay. I want to emphasize the point that he was kept alive for eighty-three. And this is what he said on day seven. He said it would only be seven days into his ordeal that Hisachi would beg to be put out of his misery, saying, quote, I can't take this anymore. I'm not a guinea pig. I can't begin to imagine the amount of pain for him to say after seven days, essentially, let me die at this point. Just let me die. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering why they didn't just let him die because surely we, doctors have like an an oath that they have to keep to which is i'm pretty sure is like you know do whatever you can to preserve life but also cause no harm and like don't do anything that's gonna hurt that person and and keeping him alive at that stage surely is yes um so like reading up on this and and seeing why he was kept alive like i was so angry with the doctors but there is a reason there is a reason why he was kept alive, um, and it's to do with it's to do with his family, which I will go into. So, despite the fact that his skin was starting to peel off of his body, the physicians kept using their experimental procedures at the demand of his family. On Ouchie's fifty ninth day in hospital, he would suffer a heart attack. Just want to reiterate that after seven days, he begged to die. We are now on day 50 fucking nine. What's the actual fuck? Yeah, and then he had a pause up. Right. It gets better. His family decided that he should be revived in case of death. Therefore, the professionals revived him after this heart attack. So, after being brought back to life following this heart attack, guess how many more heart attacks in the span of about an hour Ouchie would have, Amy? In an hour? In the space of about an hour... I mean, realistically, how long does a heart attack take? Like, he can't have have that many. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with nine. Um, so in the span of an hour, Hisachi Auchi would have three more heart attacks in about. Okay, I overestimated. Minutes, it was like forty-five minutes. <laughs> nine would have been nine was impressive. A bit much. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, nine heart attacks. I mean, in even minutes. three. I mean, that's four yeah, in the space of an hour. That's insane. That's too many heart attacks. Yeah. It was like sort of the span of between 45 minutes and an hour. He would have three more. 
And the amazing thing is, after every one of these heart attacks, his family insisted that he was resuscitated so the doctors would bring him back and he would have another heart attack. His family would say, revive him. They would revive him and then he would have another heart attack and so on and so on. I'm starting to get the sense that his family just really don't like him. I mean, it's, this is a way to find out that your your family aren't a fan of you. No. I mean, what did he do at Christmas dinner that made the Peyton this much? <laughs> he burnt the meat. Oh, no, that was a really bad... Did he eat the oh, last no. pig in blanket? <laughs> in the context of this... Oh, God, no, he burned the, the meat, no. Episode, him burning the meat is, <laughs> is really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was just like, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> the amount of times you said Gooch in this episode, this whole thing has been inappropriate. Hey, Gooch is never <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, it's not, let's be honest. So, yes, uh, Ouchie's fate had long been determined. With his DNA destroyed and his brain damage growing with each death and and, uh, resuscitation, it would mean that on December the 21st, 1999, a merciful last cardiac arrest brought on by multiple organ failure would finally relieve him of his suffering and his 89-day ordeal would finally be over. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Hisachi's families and the doctors treating him should be fucking ashamed. And the doctors, and I say that because the doctors could see what was happening. They knew the damage that was happening. They could see his skin essentially peeling off of his body. They could see the multiple heart attacks, obviously, because they had to bring him back to life after every single one. It's, I just, I, it's infuriating to me that the doctors. We could see that this man, like as as cold as it sounds, genuinely needed to die. He he needed to die, and they just every time the family was like, "Bring him back," they were like, "Yeah, cool, bring him back." Like, just go against the family's wishes. Don't keep this man alive in unimaginable pain for eighty nine days. It's wild to me. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, if if there was an end game. If there was something that they thought they could do by keeping him alive to improve his state of life, you know, to, to make him better and to give him a shit ton of skin grafts and, you know, make his life livable, then yes, try and revive him, try and, you know, keep going with whatever he has left. But it doesn't seem like there was. Like, it, it seems like they were no. fully aware that this was going to keep happening, that he was eventually going to die anyway. So why would you keep putting him through that? Why would you keep eventually making him suffer multiple deaths to have one ultimate death? Yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And his family, what a bunch of dickheads. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I, I couldn't what sit there bunch? and let a member of my family go through that much pain. You know, I mean, it's incredibly selfish. Yeah. Wanting to keep someone alive that badly that you're willing to let them suffer multiple heart attacks, multiple organ failure, like the skin peeling off them that much pain. You want, well, not want them. You're letting them suffer that just so you can keep them around. I'm sorry, that is like ultimate selfishness. I realise that's incredibly controversial, but it's just, oh no, this whole thing is just very upsetting. I I, I 100% agree. You know, and, and like you said, if if there was a chance that 
you know, he could make a recovery, then, you know, do what you can. But surely the doctors, when they saw, I mean, obviously he probably looked semi-normal when he came into the hospital. And I'm going to assume that he got worse extremely quickly. But surely, like, there is there is a point where the doctors are like, this is, he's beyond saving. Like, there's nothing that we can do. Yeah. You would think that when they, he was begging to die, they would be like, yeah, it's probably got to the point where it's better for him to die. And at the end of the day, he was standing directly over the vessel. It's not like he was in a separate room and he got a little bit of radiation. He was standing, he got like hit directly. So yeah. I think it was pretty much a foregone conclusion when he came into the hospital that he was probably going to die. Yeah. God, this got heavy really fast. Immediately regret saying Gooch so many times at the start of the episode. You should have you should have saved some of them for about here. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have overused oh, the Gooch. Dear. Don't overwork the Gooch. More of the story. Save it for later. <laughs> um, so, three hundred ten thousand villagers within six miles of the facility were told to stay indoors for twenty four hours as a result of the Takamura nuclear disaster. Uh, 10,000 people were tested for radiation over the course of the following 10 days, with more than 600 of them um, testing for low levels. However, no one would suffer as much as uh, Masato Shinora and Hisachi Aochi. Uh, Shinora would fight for his life for seven months. Um, he had also got uh, blood, cell, uh, blood stem cell infusions, just like Aochi. Uh, in his case, medical professionals removed them from a newborn's uh, umbilical cord. Didn't even realize that you could do that. That's Not cool. going to lie. Modern medicine. What a marvel. Uh, tragically, uh, neither that strategy nor cancer treatments, blood infusions or skin transplants were successful. And he would pass away on April the 27th, 2000 from liver and lung failure. The two deceased co-workers' boss uh, was treated for three months before being discharged. Even though he had mild radiation illness, he would live. But in October 2000, he would be charged with criminal negligence, which, yeah, (laughs) is probably deserved. Well, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of negligence there. No one's arguing. Just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. A smidge. <laughs> a little bit of negligence. Just a smidge. Um, the JCO, on the other hand, agreed to pay what? Agreed to pay $121 million to resolve 6,875 people's claims for compensation. That is a lot of money. So uh, when the 2011 uh, Thoku earthquake and tsunami struck, the nuclear power facility... Um, automatically shut down after more than 10 years of operation um, under a different name. And the plant has not operated since. And that is the end of episode 44. Completely forgot what episode this is. This is 44, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> is it? Maybe 45. It might be 45. This has been a fucking disaster. I'm so- Oh, God. Sorry, my love. This has been an awful episode to sit through. Right. Um, it's fine. up all over the place that was the case of the 83 days of i'm pretty sure just absolute agony hisachi ouchi was put through amy what a cut what a what an episode to come back for 
Any I'm... thoughts? <laughs> Not really. M- my brain is just blank. Um, it's definitely, it wasn't natural magic <laughs> until I looked at that picture. And then I questioned all of my life choices. Like all I felt when I was when I was researching it and writing it was just I was just getting really pissed off with the doctors and the family more than anything. Yeah, you know, I did my little TED talk earlier, so I'm not gonna go through it again. But it's just like, why keep him alive for 83 days when it's quite obvious that he is in tremendous pain and wants to die? It's it's really hard to comment I on. I can because see what you never know how you're gonna feel in that situation. Like as a family member, you never know how you're gonna react to someone state like right in front of me but my instinct is that this is going to sound quite bad bear with me i would view it as like having a and if you had a pet that was in that much pain mm-hmm. you would take it to the vet and you would get it put down because you don't want it to be in pain so why is a family member different why yeah. would you not say do you know what oh, no, person 100%. is suffering too much i can't i can't continue to to watch them be in the pain just it, it's very it's very odd isn't it very um yeah it's very no, 100 it's cruel to me to let him have to go through that for 83 days and for him to suffer three heart attacks in like 45 minutes and be like right that's it revive him after everyone like that is ridiculous yeah absolutely so on that note amy would you like to see us out thank you thank you for joining us thank you for listening Thank you for being patient while I was away, although I know that Dom obviously does an incredibly good job when I'm not here. So thank you. Um, Hopefully I didn't say the word gooch too many times for you to be put off. And hopefully I'm not too (laughs) traumatised. I might be. I might. I need a lay down. I'm going to go have a lay down. Um, You do the same if you need to. And we will see you next time. Thank you. And as always, stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody.